didn't even want to. This was your idea. This was a terrible. This was this was a terrible. Yeah, I, I. That's two hours. I'm never getting back. I know. I I thought it was only supposed to be an hour and thirty minutes. What? It's another fucking lie. Well, it wasn't right the speed I watched it at. Oh well, yeah, you were smarter than me on that. Well, God damn. God damn. Painful. 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 You know what's worse? What? I didn't get. I didn't get ten dollars beer money out of this episode. <laughs> Okay, I guess we should, should we? Right. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of The Jib. This has nothing to do with the CIA or the FBI, or at least not really. Um, we are here because Seamus insisted that I watch a movie, and Seamus robbed me of two hours of my life, and I will never get back. <laughs> Uh, he wanted us to watch a movie called uh, The Sound of Freedom, yeah, uh, which is a movie about the work of Tim Ballard's organization called OUR, the something Underground Railroad. What's it called? The organization? Operation. Operation, Operation Underground Railroad. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, see, there, it fits in right there, just like a CIA. Our, yes. And he claims this organization is instrumental in saving the lives of children who've been sex trafficked. And they made a movie about it called... Uh, Sound of Freedom, and uh, Seamus pretty much demanded that I watch this movie. <laughs> I had a better use of my two hours, including I was planning on staring at a brick wall for two hours, and that would have been a more productive use of my time, but I guess we're doing this now instead. So welcome yeah. to our show. Uh, we're going to say uh, three things off the top, three facts. The first fact is we have both watched this movie. We're not just yes. talking about it as a, an abstract concept. We have both seen this movie. Uh, the second one, what was the second one I had? Uh, um, three important facts to lay down at the start. Well, I, I know what the last one is, but the last one is yeah. I might just zip ahead yeah, to the last. Yeah. The last one is we are both very much against child sex trafficking, yes. and the reason we have to say that out loud is uh, because we're going to trash the hell out of this movie and the guy who <laughs> yes. claims he's involved in fighting child sex trafficking. So, and he it is in, it is in that organization's interest to pitch anybody who criticizes them as somehow in favor of it. Yeah. And he's, he's set this up as a right-wing Christian thing, as though they own not liking child sex traffickers. <laughs> and myself and Seamus are not. We're the opposite of right-wing Christian people. But I promise yes. you, we are also very much against child sex trafficking. So whatever we say throughout this, we are very much against it. Okay. In fact, I'm eventually I'm against sex trafficking of grown-ups as well. I'm going to go out yeah. there and go out on a limb go out, yeah, out against there, yeah. any sort of abuse of children of any kind, and also sex trafficking of anyone at any point in time ever in, in, in human history. But this is about child sex trafficking in Latin America, I think, in particular. This movie. Such a it's such a low bar, too. I mean, right? Well, you we shouldn't have to have to explain it. While I was while I was writing, uh, while I was looking at the movie, I was taking notes because I knew we'd be talking about it, and that's one of the things I said: is what's the audience for this thing? Yeah. I mean, is the audience people who were not previously aware that this kind of thing happens? I mean, surely the fact that this like, would you like to see a movie about this thing happening? Oh, well, now I know what happens. That's done. You know, and it's not like a documentary. They're not even they're not pretending it's a documentary. They're saying this is a fictionalized thing based on stuff that actually happened with Tim Ballard. So who's the audience for this? I don't know. People people like Tim Ballard. People who've had their tickets bought by somebody else. Oh, that's a whole other thing, isn't it? Yes. We need to talk yeah, about that too. Oh geez. Well we'll play the trailer first, will we? Yeah, yeah, I'll get the trailer here. Oh my goodness. So we can play the trailer legally and we'll see what okay, we're dealing with. Tim Ballard. We'll find out. 
ballards to the lot of them. How'd that make you feel? Giving a child his freedom. Felt good. You have been at this for 12 years. My country tis of thee. Why are you doing it? Because God's children are not for sale. It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. For Homeland Security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. This job tears you to pieces. And, my died. and this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. And yet somehow, you have failed to bring me one real world lead. It's over, Tim. Close up and come back home. So you quit your job and you go and rescue those kids. South of that room, it's all rebel territory. No one goes in. What if this was your daughter? So she's gone. That. That's the sound of freedom. There's your trailer. Now, even in the trailer, what you have is overt oh. Christian references plus nationalistic American stuff, right? Yep. Like it's a United States of America thing to be against child sex trafficking. The whole th the whole thing is being positioned in this way, and it's just insane to me. There's, there's a, now, but wait, wait a minute. You, you're saying Ireland isn't pro sex slaves? I mean, you guys. Well, don't we don't have sure a song called My Country Tis of Thee. There's no shamrocks in the background <laughs> of that, is there? Right? No. Um, I mean, it's just the whole thing. The whole. Oh, there was one thing in it, though. He said, there was one line in the trailer, and I noticed this in the movie as well. He said, this job yeah. tears you apart, right? Yeah. And I imagine for the FBI agents or whoever's involved in trying to deal with sex trafficking and pedophile networks and so on, it must be an absolute... You imagine going home in the nighttime and your wife is like, or your husband is like, uh, hey, uh, how was your day? And you're just like, well, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is we put away a guy. The bad news is it's going to be another five weeks of therapy. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's some guy whose job it is to watch these videos so he knows what's in them. Can you imagine yep. that guy trying to have a life after yep. that, trying to get to sleep? Because yep, you have to recognize that it's actually, you have experts that look at it and make sure that yes. they're actually So when Jim Caviezel says that, this job tears you apart, I was like, I fucking oh. bet it does, Jim Caviezel. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're an actor, which is a different job. But I get, I, I, I imagine the actual job does tear you apart, yeah. There's a, I mean, this it, movie it, isn't all bad, by the way. There's some good stuff in it, and there's some, like... It's it's melodramatic, which means it's emotional. Yeah. You you get an emotional response to it whether you want to or not, and for everyone loves kids like so. Yeah, and I was actually surprised they have a decent cast. I mean, give give Easel because Easel whatever. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Fuller. I wasn't expecting yeah. to see him there. Yeah, and, and uh, Mira Savino. I mean, Mira which Savino, they, they yeah. wasted her in this role. Well, I think I mean, these. I'm guessing these actors would be all 
they must be all um on like, board yes i mean yeah, christian yes. nationalists well, what do you yeah. call like people who are all like pro patriots christian patriots I imagine. Uh, Christian I don't nationalists. Know. I think you're. Christian you, nationalists. Okay, this seems to be a, a kind of a movie that's that was crowdfunded on that basis. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot a, of uh, a, a lot of connections with uh, LDS Church and, and Mormonism. Oh really? Ballard himself is, and one of his. Ballard uh, is an LDS. Yep, one of his coffers is Glenn Beck. Okay. So, mm. Yeah. 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 I, we'll we'll talk about something here. Before and other people that are in the asshole yeah. sphere. Yes, are yeah, a lot of people fear. in the asshole fear are behind the asshole uh, spirits, as I just called yeah. it. Yeah, Glenn Beck. Yeah, mm. yeah mm. the uh, hemorrhoid with ears. I believe somebody called <laughs> him once, and actually, somebody is uh, uh, Michael Savage, who's also in, in the asshole fear. That's what is he? Yeah, which I okay, that was pretty spot on. That's great. Yeah. Oh, this, I remember the second thing now. The second fact I wanted to say oh, is that Seamus is well versed in the life and lies of Tim Ballard. I'm, I'm somewhat versed. Into this, yeah. A lot of reading and so on. All I did was look at the things he sent me on the Twitter and on the email. So I read some articles and I'm vaguely aware of Tim Ballard and the life and lies of Tim Ballard, but Seamus is well into it. So my function here will be to read things out, make jokes, and I guess talk <laughs> about the movie as a movie rather than a, a statement of democracy. Well, yeah, before we get back, back to that, just to, to clarify what you just said, those by sources and what I, I will tell people if you are interested in a lot of this stuff, uh, we're going to definitely talk about Vice. We're actually going to read some of the Vice stuff that yes. they put out. Uh, I would also recommend American American Crime Journal and uh, Lynn Kenneth Packer, who has I don't know how many videos on this subject matter. Talk about a okay, rabbit first thing you said is the so, American Crime Journal. Yep. And the second thing is live Lynn uh, Kenneth Packer, I believe. Lynn Kenneth Packard. Yep. Packer. Right. Packer. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Lynn. If Kenneth you go. Packard. Yeah. Well, actually, a lot of the material that uh, American uh, American Crime Journal. Uh, it also comes from him as well. So okay. he's a, he's cool. a journalist and he's done a lot of work in this. And it's, uh, well, what we'll do with that is we will say people were going to link below and then yes. not do that. So well, I'll do I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Okay, which is <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we've clearly stated the name yeah. of two of those sources. Yes. Uh, so as as far as my the sources, film, Wikipedia else? and ChatGPT. Yeah. <laughs> as far as as far as the film, what else did you want to talk about? As far as that goes, like structurally or. Anything content but, or what's your, what's your what's your feelings on it overall? I mean, well, overall, yeah, it's two hours. We both wish we had back, and some of the acting it's, uh, it's was melodramatic. Far, but, and if yeah. it, if 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 you're like, it's like watching, you know, these like soap operas. Yeah, they, it's like it's they're supposed to produce an emotional response, but there's no depth to it, no texture. And like movies are supposed to have a kind of depth or texture or some sort of art to it. This is just like child sex trafficking is wrong, you know? And I mean, just for two hours and like, I get it. And the Tim Ballard character is played by Jim Caviezel, who is, whether you like it or not, Jesus. And he does make a habit of playing, you know, big, hard, silent characters who are actually yeah. very sensitive. And you know what? If you want a Jesus, that's the kind of actor you want. And I have to be honest, he did a great job of The Passion of the Christ. He did a great I, job. I'm okay it's with not a bad that, movie. But but not this. It's not a bad movie. The way I watch these movies is the same as I saw the um, the Last Temptation of Christ, the Scorsese movie. Okay. It's also a beautiful movie. It's really good. 
Um, the Passion of the Christ is a good movie. It's well made. It has a narrative, and it's just well made. Mel Gibson thing, whatever about him. It's a good yeah. movie, right? Although the, the I, Passion I, of Christ, the Passion of Christ is much more on on par with the actual writings than, than yes, the Passion um, though. Uh, yeah, there's bits in it that aren't in the Bible, like, but you have to string it together somehow, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the point is, um, sorry, no, no, it's fine. Um, it's a good, it's it's not a bad movie, and I guess I mean, he does the part. Like Clint Eastwood only does one part, right? Yeah, for the most part. In every movie yeah. he's in, he plays the same part, but he does it really well, so nobody cares. So maybe Jim Caviezel does the same thing. He's a strong, silent guy who's actually very sensitive. So I wasn't. Right? I don't know. Maybe I'm biased, but I've just never been a fan of is honestly especially outside of the the christ movies uh but just i don't know man he just uh, I well I, I was i was uh talking to chris shelton and he said even if like yeah. a movie with tom cruise is really really good he just hates it <laughs> right i like, understand, I that. understand that yeah oh absolutely yeah uh, mm. despite despite our trashing of this film this film still like right now imdb 8.2 8.2 that's hard well, maybe to believe. it doesn't matter that the whole thing is based on bullshit, then. I guess. I mean, does it, it matter? It, 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 doesn't do, matter? it is so much based on bullshit. Well, I, watch, I watched so. The Passion of the Christ and The Last Temptation of Christ with the same way that I watch a Star Trek movie. Because I just assume that all the stuff that doesn't make any sense is true. Like, sure. spaceships don't make noise in space. You know that. The yep. fact that they're oh, totally yeah. silent. So when a, a Star Trek ship goes, right? You don't sort of yeah. think to yourself, oh, this is, this doesn't make it. You're just going like, yeah, right. you got him. Babe, you shoot that guy, right? <laughs> and that's the way I saw the Passion of the Christ, and that's the way I watched yeah. the Last Temptation of Christ. Like it's science fiction. You have to accept the um, assumptions under which the thing is being made. Now that's not true for this because this movie is not science fiction. This movie is not a religious movie. It's it's claiming to be based on real life, so we can criticize yes. it on that basis. Thank you. Right. So that's yeah. a different thing. But um, and also. Child sex trafficking is definitely a thing that happens. You can, we yeah. can't ignore that either. Not um, to the degree oh, no, claimed no, in not, this no, film. And that's it definitely does happen. And yeah. uh, you showed me something just before we started recording that I wasn't oh. aware of, which is the OUR site itself posted yep. a series uh, of corrections on this movie. Uh, yep, His own organization that. posted a series oh. of corrections. And one of them was something that I wanted to bring up, which is that the, the depiction they have in this movie of child sex trafficking and how it works is not generally how it works in reality. In this movie, they show you a montage of kids being scooped off the streets and loaded into vans and basically thrown into containers, right? Oh, there we go. They're yeah. thrown into containers and they're shipped off and so on. That's not really how it happens in real life. In real life, it's a lot more sinister. Um, it's people who are known to the children, uh, people they trust, the people the families trust. Um, and in general, I think with pedophiles... Ah, here you go. There it is right there. So, ah, yeah. The film says... Yeah. Um, whenever we hear the phrase... Sex, I'm reading this out. Whenever we hear the phrase sex trafficking, our minds often picture dusty, dark alleyways in foreign countries. And our, sometimes our minds don't have to picture that, of course, because we saw it in this movie. Yep. Our minds often picture dusty, dark alleyways in foreign countries where orphaned children from the streets are kidnapped, exploited, and sold. And that is horrific reality, which it might be, I don't know. But it is also important to understand that sex traffic is not a foreign issue just, but an acute domestic concern within the United States. Now, that's interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Predators are, here we go. This is the important part. Predators are soccer coaches, trusted teachers, neighbors across the street, uncles, aunts, and I would also say anybody else in your community that you trust. Where yeah, yeah, I noticed one exception that they, they're leaving out, and it seems odd. You mean priests? Clergy, yes. Yeah. There is, it's well, not mentioned here at all. It's kind of it odd. It doesn't matter. The point is anybody you trust, 
and who has access to children right it's somebody you trust yep okay that's like when i was a kid they had this image of like uh, it's like in the 1980s the idea why am i why is my hand moving like that sorry i don't know like, <laughs> pedophiles were um the public image of pedophiles was that they were hanging around in bushes outside of schools and so on and that's not true they're being invited into schools to do talks your parents trust them these predators these pedophile predators your parents are fine with leaving you alone with these people because they trust them that's how these people work um, anyway, getting back to the text on the page, it says the film also depicts children in shipping containers. It is important to note that Hollywood took creative license in portraying the different ways that children can be trafficked. Now, it's interesting that they say Hollywood took creative license, because to me, I think who took creative license is Tim Ballard, according to uh, your research, Seamus. Is that correct? Well, according to Tim Ballard himself, even, right? Uh, because uh, yeah. he talked about, um, well, up here, oh, wrong mouse, sorry. The two computers. How many mics do you have? Uh, well, I got two computers on this one right now. Uh, see, Tim didn't kill anybody. That's spoiler alert. Yeah, we should have started with that. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, he rescues a bunch of kids who are sex trafficked. Now I've ruined the movie for you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but the story, the, the story that it starts with, I'm like, I thought it was mentioned here. Um, with the boy. Uh, yeah, it's this one here. The with the teddy bear and all this. So the story is, okay, and he has said this multiple times, um, that he was called to the scene um, or that he was first on scene, you know, of this guy who was trafficking uh, children across the border. And he found this boy and this boy went straight to him and, you know, identified him as, you know, somebody to trust him. Mm. And he had this necklace and he gave him the necklace and told him, now you have to find my sister and all this. Yes. Didn't happen. Did not happen. Uh, Yes, this kid came across the border. This kid was a U.S. citizen brought across the border. He was being groomed by somebody uh, who Homeland Security only flagged him coming across the border because he didn't have ID for the child. Mm. So they flagged him, pulled him aside, and whatever they called for somebody to help investigate, Tim was one of the people because he was a, a member of Homeland Security. Mm. Uh, he makes a lot of claims about agencies he worked for including mm. the agency as in the cia which has not been proven and yeah I'm sure there's reasons why um but anyways uh and the border agent that did the initial stop found a uh video camera and played video back and saw that the man who was bringing the boy across the border was engaging in sex acts with that child on the video on the camera so that's what led to it. Th that guy did more than fucking Tim yeah. Ballard, you know. Yeah, uh, and, well, and he might makes be a claim. megalomaniac. He might be an egomaniac. A little, little bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Uh, another fun fact, uh, and I believe this is something that the production agency even said, if I if I remember correctly. And I could be wrong on anything I say, by the way. In this. Uh, please, fair, go look at yourself. That uh, they made a point of saying, well, yeah, it's very clear that Jim, you know, Kaviesel, Kaviesel, whatever. Uh, doesn't look anything like Tim Ballard, but Tim was insistent that this man portray him. I don't know why is that, Barry? Why, <laughs> why would he want this particular actor to portray him, Barry? What connection can we just draw from that? I don't know, Barry. God's children are not for sale, right? I don't know. There's a strong hint of Christian Christian business uh -huh. going through this entire movie. Yeah, but the. Mm. Uh, this uh, the the sister. That's just it's a it's a fabricated. It's not nothing to do with this. 
But then, uh, and they even say there was never here, anything. There was never, never any necklace with Timoteo written on it. Well, he claims that there is. We don't. That part we don't know. Uh, there was a. Uh, he made uh, something about what that he gave him a necklace later, saying mm-hmm. Timothy, First Timothy, and or Second Timothy sixteen or something, and he uses that quote as a reason. I believe he never shot anybody though. I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's that is one thing that's revealed in here. That's fair. He didn't kill anybody. Uh, what is the other thing? Yes, that they rescued uh, the sister. They did not. That's another thing going through the movie as well. That in the movie, Tim seems to do a lot of stuff on his own. Yep. And that, that can't be true. Like even as you said there no. about the border situation in the movie, the situation is Tim is at the border and Tim is personally checking these. Like that's just that's not what these people do. No. They work in an office somewhere. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen. And then yeah, then everything with the uh, and probably the best thing out of the, the movie, which me and you joked when we first saw the trailer. Was the the uh, portrayal of the pedophile? I mean, did they get, yeah. that was like the best cast? Uh, yeah, of, like your stereotype. They got him out of central pedophile casting. Yeah, he was yeah. so pedophile. Like I, I don't need to see any evidence. That guy's guilty. I see him in the supermarket. Yes, it's him, officer. <laughs> but but like that whole exchange too. Like he's going to be left alone. It's just him running that whole facility with people there. Mm. I mean, you have to have correctional staff, and you're just going to have it's, it's, it's kind of bizarre that he would be there. There's another scene yeah. where it, it seems like Tim's making friends with the kid and he just meets him in like in a, a restaurant yeah. and he starts talking to the kid as if but no there's no indication of how the kid got there or who's looking right. after the kid or he just meets the kid like they're mates. It's really weird. Yeah, like and, if and, I saw that the, happening, I would call somebody about sex child sex trafficking. Right, right. And if you were assumed that this kid who's been trafficked all this time is just going to sit there and be okay and not thinking, fuck mm-hmm. as soon as this motherfucker leaves, I'm going out the door. You know, it's just mm-hmm. So so terrible. Uh, what's the other false claim here? Uh, we already read that. We did that one, yeah. Uh, this is the these are the false claims that the OUR organization are. Yeah, their own. Themselves. They're fact checking yeah, their, their own, own movie, which is fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's not a bad use of their time, I guess. Uh, Giselle, who's the uh, model agent, right? That's the yes, there's that's a, that a woman who's like an ex-model at the start of the movie, and she says, oh, this little girl is pretty, and so is this little boy. We can use them. They can make money doing modeling or whatever, and she grabs them, and she seems legit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, she went, her claim was that she was also a victim. So uh, I yeah. don't know if that's true. Um, but yeah, uh, now, what was the, yeah, this bit here where he went to go look for the sister. Now, it was in a different, A, it was a different location. I think it was Haiti. Mm. In the movie, it's Columbia. And he takes on FARC, which is really weird. The, right? the Re- Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, the terrorist, well, terrorist group in Colombia, they're called FARC. They've been fighting against the Colombian government. The Colombian government is being uh, slush funded pretty much indefinitely by the US government. And uh, the FARC are fighting against them. They're both both the Colombian government and FARC are funded also by the massive amounts of cocaine they're growing. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make any sense that you would go in no. and take on FARC in the middle of a yeah. child smuggling operation. Coincidentally, the exact little girl he's looking for is the little girlfriend of the guy in charge of the drug smuggling gang. It just right. doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Well, we, we have to, people. right? We have to connect all the dots right because because the other thing is and the other important thing is um that other than trying to get money for his organization mm. uh he well it's probably also the reason was 
this is the same guy who tried to attribute all these claims that he's made to a failure of a border that we don't have. Uh, a yes. Wall. He, you right. told me he speaks at conservative conferences. Yes. yes. He's somehow, he, this whole movie is positioning an opposition to child sex trafficking as a right wing issue. Yep. Like only right wing people care about kids enough. Like left wing people don't care about kids or were happy enough to see kids involved in sexual activity. It's just the most bizarre thing. And he does go speaking at right wing conferences about this. He does connect it to the border, even though, I mean, yeah. I don't know. He was, uh, there was a position that, uh, in regards to that, that Trump uh, gave him when he was in office. And that's because he changed all these stories uh, to try to say it was because of border security, the lack yeah. of border security is what stopped that kid in the, in the beginning. Okay. And, yeah. and this kid was a U.S. They were U.S. citizens. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, uh, it's just so frustrating. You just tell the truth, dude. You know, yeah. if, if it is such a problem, you don't have to fucking lie. You don't have to make up these lies, you know? Yeah. And you know, throwing this, making this guy uh, a drug dealer on top of a uh, you know pedophile sex guy that that was purposeful because that's the yes. other thing people are worried this about is, is drugs yeah. coming across the border. In the so, movie, it's a very black and white world where yes. you're good or you're bad, and there's no talking to anybody about it. Everything's black and white, and you don't have to do much thinking. There's no depth or texture to no. it at all. Uh, so there is another story I want to kick on at some point, but. Um, should we just dive into the Vice article right now? What do you think? Barry? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, unless you get something else right. before you hit there. Uh, do you have anything else to say about the film? I'm sorry, because I know you did. Think yeah, loads it. of stuff, but I'm sure it'll come okay. up when we're talking. Yeah, go ahead. If you want to go ahead and... All right, let's see what else I have in my notes. Um, yeah. Ballard specifically requested that Caviezel play him, as you just said. These are notes. I'm reading from my notes that I made now. Uh, Caviezel said, and I got this from uh, Wikipedia, uh, this is the second most important film I've ever done. It's going to affect the saving of a lot of children and changing lives. It will bring light into the darkness. And you saw there from the trailer that the film was released on July 4, which also has uh, a resonance for Americans, um, <laughs> apparently. Um, and we were, we're not going to talk about the ending yet. Um, I'm also going to, I um, did a, I wrote a thing about, um, do you remember a show called To Catch a Predator? Yes. With a guy called Chris Hansen, which yep. spawned so, many have seen. memes. Have a seen. Have a seen. It was a show run by a, a news show, and yep. it was a section where he would hunt down pedophiles or guys who wanted to have sex with like 13 or 14 year old girls, right? And these were grown men. And they would talk to them online for a few weeks, but actually they were talking to a plant, an FBI plant or whatever. But these were all working for the TV station and not necessarily the police, right? And it was great television, but like the question is whether or not it does any good, right? right? And what we found out was um, it, was an, it was a part of NBC Dateline. Yes. Um, first of all, a lot of what they did on that show could be considered an entrapment. Uh -huh. And apart from being unconstitutional under the Fourth Amendment, it's a bad way to stop crime. And also it annoyed the locals. Um, these investigations, almost always the to catch a predator investigations resulted in zero convictions because of that reason. Um, and the second thing I wrote, this is all about to catch a predator. The reason I'm saying this is because a lot of this applies to this movie yes. as well. And I don't think framing it as public entertainment is a good way to deal with the real problem of child sex abuse. NBC seemed more concerned with getting dramatic footage of pedophiles being wrestled to the ground by a gang of cops than with yep. proper police procedure and due process. In fact, there are dark implications that they consider it reasonable to fudge procedure if the crime is bad enough. Right, and that's another problem with this one. Like, there was ways and means of dealing with these things, and vigilante off in your own, the Columbian jungle is not it. 
Um, yeah. In one example, this is just something that happened on the NBC Dateline. Uh, a suspect was never read his Miranda rights until after he'd been conjoled into talking about his plans and motivations during the interview with Hansen. Now, this is a direct violation of the Fifth Amendment. Right? You cannot trick somebody into saying things before they've been read their Miranda rights. Right? And then I've said, the third thing I said about this thing, about this show, I've already mentioned, pedophiles are not hanging around the internet waiting to attract your, ch your children. They are commonly trusted family members or friends. You invite them into your home, right? And the last one I said is, and I think this is probably true of this, the people aren't going to like to hear this, and you might not hear it either, but here we go, right? A huge chunk of these guys are clearly mentally disabled. For an intercratcher predator, they were mentally disabled, clearly. And you could, I would argue that if you want to have sex with a child, that itself counts as a mental disability. And yeah. I don't know whether, like, I don't know whether putting people who are clearly seriously mentally disabled into jail is, is where we should be going with this. Now, all the research I can find indicates that um, pedophilia is the kind of mental condition that is pretty much untreatable. Now, I've seen lots of uh, studies done and case studies where they tried all sorts of things and it just doesn't work. Whatever's in your brain that makes you want to bang a kid, apparently it's, you just can't therapy your way out of it. You can't drug your way out of it. All you can do is make it clear to these people that it's wrong and then they accept that it's wrong and they don't have sex with children anymore, but they still feel the urges, but they just don't do it because they understand now that they're ruining a life and they're destroying society and whatever, right? That's the best you can do with them. Ethically, yeah. Well, you see, this right. is what I'm talking yeah. about. They're mentally yeah. disabled. It's a mental yeah. disability, right? And this is a weird thing. I've seen, I've seen Christian preachers in pulpits saying things like, um, oh, uh, you must fight the temptation, right? Have you ever seen them doing that? And they say that oh, about yeah. homosexuality as well, but pedophilia, they say you must fight the temptation. I have to say, the, the reason I've been not having sex with kids is not because I've you know, efficiently fought the temptation. Like, that's not the issue. And it makes me think True. that if you're positioning it like that, like, why, why are you telling me something about you? <laughs> you know, we must fight the temptation. I was like, I don't think we do. It's, it's, a, it's just not right. There's some yeah. switch in your brain that's not working right, you know? Yeah, me and you've had long conversations about We this. have, and yeah. I did the sense of mystery. And my dad, yeah. I talked about my dad as well. And he's just like, he's, it's just, why would you want to put your dick in a kid? It just doesn't make right? any sense. It must be a mental disability, right? Yeah. And you could say, like, you know, some guys like him young, right? But, like, when you say that, you don't mean, like, kids. Well, it's just some bizarre, of them do, like, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's just bizarre to me. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. There's always and, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio's of the world that, you know. Leonardo so. DiCaprio. Okay, well, what's, <laughs> what's the Matt Dillahunty term? Uh, a febophile, is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of terms of well, this, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and another thing in the movie is, again... It's, it happens in a few scenes where, and this is again about the framing his entertainment. They kind of show you a lengthy scene of a child being sexualized. Yes, yes. And that's not. I mean, I, 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 I don't need to see that. You know, no, it's to scare the <laughs> shit out of parents. And, I mean, yeah, that's what that is, right? It's yeah, it's still a fear, it's the sensationalism as yes. It's it is framing the whole thing as entertainment. I think is not good because yeah. it, it it basically creates. A series of abstractions where you need concrete information like if this was an actual documentary they would have to make it factual and then yeah. it would be borderline less watchable but at least more truthful you know oh you could i mean i don't know maybe i'm biased because i do i like i'm a nerd i like documentaries if this was about history and law was enforcement famous well i would be far more interested in this than you know what i mean if it was done mm. in a documentary fashion but, 
Like they're they're pitching you know, it as real. a. I don't know. This this goes back to my original complaint, which is what's the audience for this thing? Yeah. They're kind of framing it as a an action movie, but it's they're saying it's. Uh, I just don't know. It's confusing. It's badly written. It's badly yes. edited. I mean. And the one thing, the only thing that struck with me is the one line where he says, this job tears you up. Yep. And when I heard that, I did get emotional because I was thinking about all those poor bastards in the FBI. And we trash the FBI every yes, we fucking do. week on our show. Yeah, yeah, you need to like calm down and start right? something so nice in, in their defense, yeah. they do a lot of good work yeah. as well as shitty work. The FBI do good work. We can't deny that. They do Sometimes. some good work. And so. if there's guys hired, to, yes, they do. And there's guys hired to look at these things and run down these pedophiles, and that must be a terrible, it must take a terrible toll on your spiritual sense of cohesion, that kind of a job. I can't even imagine what it does to you, having to deal with these guys and look in their cold, dead eyes, you know? So that hit me, that line that Jim Caviezel said. Jim Caviezel does exactly what he's expected to do. He's a rock of a man. And at the time, at the same time, you can rock. see behind his eyes, a rock, yeah, but at the same time, you see an enormous sensitivity behind him. Like he like he did in the Jesus show. He's really good at it. I mean, he's he's good at that. I can't deny that. I'm not gonna lie just because I don't like him personally. Uh, he's good at doing the one part he does, right? Yeah. Big, strong, silent guy who's very sensitive. Yeah, he did he kind of did the same thing in person of interest as well in the show he was in with Sarah Shahi. I never saw that. Not a bad show. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Was he Jesus City in that though? And no, but he was the same kind of strong, silent character who's actually sensitive. Although you don't find out he's sensitive until season three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You had to write mm. that in for him, huh? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't have really much else to say about the film. As a whole. I mean, okay, just, well, if I think of anything else, I'll, I'll I, mean, I'll, I mean, nothing else that we will be touching on here in a few minutes. Well, your minutes. main interest is, in, is not so much the movie as Tim Ballard, right? And his organization. Well, yeah, but just the also, the, this is just absolute propaganda. It's oh, absolutely! Propaganda for for one reason, and that's money. That's yeah. all this. There, is, there this are is ways not, to deal with no, child sex yeah. trafficking, and watching this movie is not one of them. No, mm, this is just going to make you feel bad about this. It's I don't know if like it's like saying a prayer. Like, I mean, it make you feels like you're doing something if you buy a movie yeah. ticket. I don't know. Yeah. Talking about the where he where he has the you can buy someone else's ticket. Oh yeah, well yeah. Do you have that on that's... camera or? No, I don't. No, no worries. Okay. At the off, end of I'm it, sorry. he says, you know, they have a special system in place saying you can buy a ticket for somebody else who can't afford a ticket, and if you think so, if you think this movie is important, like it's a, oh, Jesus, it's like a message movie, right? Mm -hmm. Then you can buy a ticket for somebody you think might need to hear this message, and Jim Caviezel delivers this straight to the camera, and he, the powers of his acting are amazing because he doesn't break once when he's when he's delivering this message. And it's, I don't know how you could be more obvious about a grift. Yeah. Like every movie could say that. Buy a, his buy a ticket his initials are even the same as Jesus. JC. JC, yeah. It's just like, yeah. He was chosen to play God. Mm. Just dick. accuracy. Christ was not his name. Christ was his title. It comes in Christos, <laughs> Greek word for Redeemer, Messiah. It means Jesus the Messiah. J Tab. Anyways. What did you say? <laughs> That's I better not repeat that one. Never mind. J Town. Yeah, that's that's uh, another podcast uses that. Oh, okay, sorry. So I better not Are say that one again. Cross pollinating so, with a different yeah. We have our yeah. own. But I love that podcast, own, uh, by the way. So, anyways, what podcast? The Dollop. Oh, the Dollop. Well, you told me about that before. 
Yeah, the dollop. I saw. I watched a few episodes, or I listened to a few episodes. Of that. I like it. Yeah, I like the dollop they're, they're too. Great. I love those guys. Um, now we can say J Town safely because we've cited our sources. <laughs> J Town. Yeah. Anti trap. Okay, uh, I'm going to read out the headline we're looking at right now for our uh, yeah. for our blind friends, I guess, or on the or on the listening podcast. Anti trafficking group with long history of false claims gets its Hollywood moment, and that's that's the kind of headline now that the world needs. Yep. The sub headline yeah, says, "Go on." I would just say, that, and I don't think we're gonna. We might reference some of the parts of this other article, but Vice was one of the first people that came after. Batman. Yeah, that I'm looking at the progress bar. Episode. I'm looking at the a progress bar on the right, and there's no way we're reading this article. Um, Probably not I, all of it. See it on the right, on the very right. There's a progress bar. There's like 20 pages of this thing. Um, the subheadline says Operation Underground Railroad has spent years making big, often unprovable claims about its paramilitary missions and role in rescuing trafficked kids. Now, a new hit movie may help solidify the myth. And that is exactly the problem we're trying to talk about yep. today. There's the man himself. Tim. Seen All right, Tim. Valor. And yep. his T-shirt says, God's children are not for sale. Yep. And it's got an American flag on it. Now, again, you can see that he's pumping this Christian American right-wing thing. Well, you know. <laughs> Lead them to the covenant. To the covenant, yeah. The covenant. Uh, do you know what that refers to refers to specifically? The covenant is in the agreement between God and man, right? I'm not sure it's what he's Bible. talking about. It's it's not like a specific Mormon thing, no. Uh, well, I mean, it, if it is, I'm missing that connection. But I think it's just biblical, mm. regardless. Um, yeah, this one apparently was his little map of what. Uh, we're now looking at a, a, an illustration with lots of arrows and boxes and so on, and it all goes to timballard.com. Yep. Hmm. Right, so we're not going to read any of this. Yeah, well, we can. Just let me know where you, wanna, where you feel like you want to jump in. Well, I can read any of it. We're going to start now if you want. Yeah, Ballard is the founder and CEO of Operation Underground Railroad, a group which claims a long history of heroic, daring, and often unprovable rescues in foreign countries. <sighs> These operations, which have supposedly liberated thousands of trafficked women and children, have led to an ever-increasing public profile for Bar um, Ballard, a former appointee of the Trump administration who's long been believed to be interested in elected office. Now, a major piece of his vision is falling into a place. A new film... Years, I am Irish, by the way, so I say film. Yeah. A new film, Years in the Making, which mythologizes uh, OUR's rescues, has been blah de blah. Sound of Freedom has been accompanied by a fusillade of laudatory statements from personalities, including, of course, Mel Gibson, um, uh, who Ballard claims uh, gave our valuable, um, gave OUR valuable intelligence that led the, to the group and its speakers breaking up pedophile ring in Ukraine, etc., etc. We'll zip through. Uh -huh. It's just the, the article just goes on like that. Okay, and it's she. Chris says the Vice News. Yeah, they're they're Sorry. referring to the Vice News, and of course the Liliana story. Yeah, that's saying the, that they yeah, the yeah, Vice News story the, is the one. Yeah, actually, could you read out there the other story that we're starting in saying? another? Yeah, in another story uncovered by Vice News, OUR heavily marketed its role in the rescue of Liliana. A young, isn't that a lovely name, Liliana? Uh -huh. A young trafficking survivor with Ballard telling a fanciful story about this rescue in congressional testimony and in op-eds and media appearances in which he called for a border wall. She, in fact, rescued herself and yes. did not meet OUR representatives until years after she had done so when she was preparing to testify against her traffickers in court. The organization led a bizarre, blundering attempted rescue on the Haiti-Dominican Republic border based on intelligence source from a Utah psychic same psychic went on to work as an executive director for an OUR-backed group, an adoption grant organization called Children Need Families. Meanwhile, OUR's sister organization, the Nazarene Fund, 
Nazarene, funded by right-wing media personality Glenn Beck, claimed without a lot of direct evidence to have evacuated endangered people from minority religious groups out of Afghanistan during the chaotic period after the US withdrawal from the country. And in a minor and weirder incident, Ballard recently claimed that OUR was collaborating with American Airlines, which was also not true in the sense that most people would understand it. The organization um, bought an ad with a third party service that airs programming on some American flights. Yeah, that's not yeah. a collaboration with American Airlines. So, what is, that? what is her name? Lillian? No, what? Is that a butt plug? I don't know what that is. What Zoom that is? up. Because if they have a butt plug on a sex trafficking article, that is very poor marketing. That is a very poor algorithm. Oh, no, it's not. No. It's a core. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barry, you're so innocent. No, what is it? It's a root core. It's a thing for holding cob, corn in the cob, is it? Oh, that was great. <laughs> I'm normally this red. Don't we worry. Could have, That's we embarrassing. We couldn't have planned that any better. Are uh, we going to cut that out? or I, I still see butt Oh, we have to keep it in. Uh, Liliana, okay. that's her. That was. Let her me name. just let me yeah. just let my face cool down, please. Sure. Let the blood yeah. leave my face. Oh Jesus Christ! So Liliana, that story. I, I apologize for for that. bringing my my four chan mind into this. Okay, he, he where are we going? Liliana, he told that story like I believe four times a week, and every yeah. time he did, he changed uh, several parts of it, including her age. He changed she the story. Yeah. Yes, and he testified to this. He testified, so he's perjured himself. Yeah. Usually, congressional testimony conflicts with testimony given in other areas. It doesn't con yeah. conflict with itself. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, there's a butt plug. Can you stop scrolling past the butt plug all the time? <laughs> just go up or down, right? Pick one. <laughs> okay. And look at this. There's a T-shirt with short girls written on it. Grandma's got... Oh, I missed what that was. What the okay. dickens? Yeah, I, I should have I just put this in, like, word and read it from it anyways i've yeah. put mine on reader mode reader mode is great by the way if you like reading articles. Read it to you. Yeah. yeah you just there's a thing on chrome called mm -hmm. reader view and if you hit it it takes out all the pictures all the ads everything just leaves you with the text it's wonderful nice. if you get it fast enough you don't have to you get you get through past paywalls as well uh read this yes please which one these are now uh now nah, it's fine now however operation underground railroad is riding a series of clear winds <clears throat> Sorry. First, an investigation into the organization led by a county attorney in Utah was quietly dropped in March, according to reporting from the Deseret News. Sources close to the investigation, which lasted nearly two and a half years, had previously told Vice that it involved multiple federal agencies and concerned allegations that OUR had misled the public and donors. Troy Rawlings, the county attorney who launched the investigation, did not respond to a request for comment on the investigation's closure. Do you want more? Yeah, that next least fold here, we okay. all scroll down. And then there's sound of freedom. And then there's, there's oh, it's my butt plug now. <laughs> okay. And then there's Sound of Freedom, in which Ballard is played by Jim Caviezel, an actor who has in recent years garnered attention for his support of QAnon-linked conspiracy theories about children being trafficked and drained of their bodily fluids by a cabal of secret uh, evildoers. Now, this is called adrenochroming. <laughs> I, read this, I read this myself. It's called adrenochroming, right? Now, what? Oh, will it just, do you want me to read that? If you want to finish your thought, that's fine. It's up to you. The reason this that? adrenochromic they, thing is they where they basically... It. They mentioned it there, too. Oh, yeah. Will I read this? Yeah, okay. Sure. They're pulling children out of the darkest recesses of hell, he told an audience at a medical freedom conference where electoral and COVID conspiracy theories were in heavy rotation. He was referring to Ballard and OUR, explaining why the former couldn't attend the conference in person. All kinds of places, the adrenochroming of children. 
and then the uh, Vice article explains what it is. The false claim that elites bleed children of a substance called adrenochrome, which can be more easily purchased from chemical suppliers as a part of a ritualistic abuse. And this is a QAnon thing. And this was awkward yeah. for OUR, which had to go on the defensive after Ballard implied in 2020 that it was perhaps credible for children to be sold online as a conspiracy theory, but the furniture company Wayfair claimed. The organization says on its uh, FAQ page that it does not condone conspiracy theories and is not affiliated with any conspiracy groups. Now, the thing about adrenochrome is the reason this thing kicked off, this rumor kicked off that adrenochrome is being harvested from children is because of fear and loathing in Las Vegas. The movie. Ah, okay. okay. Hunter Thompson wrote a book, and in the book *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas*, he regularly makes up things because he thinks they're funny. And in one part of it, um, he said he got adrenochrome from the adrenal glands of little kids or whatever, and he got it from a Satanist. And this is all like total bullshit, right? But somebody saw this and said, thought it was like a real thing that happened, and now it's kicked off as a real rumor. Adrenochrome is a chemical. Adrenochrome does exist, but you can just get it. You know, it's easy enough to syn to synthesize. You don't need to kill anybody to get it. And it doesn't really do sure? it's no it's no good to private people anyway. It's ain't even about oh. that. Do you want me to read this, Premier? Yeah, there's uh three paragraphs left in this, and then we sure. can, uh, the premiere of the film film follows an increased cash flow to OUR as recent tax filings show. Oh yes, someone's done their homework. The documents, which were some of thousands recently released by the IRS after a pandemic-related delay, shows that Ballard's salary increased by 54% between 2021 and 2022 to about four, 546, that's half a million dollars. Yep. Even as donations to the organizations appear to have decreased by roughly 30%. Both Ballard's wife, Catherine, and one of the couple's children are on the payroll, as is Emily Evans, Ballard's sister, who works as their communications officer, and sorry, Mark Blake, the organization's director, who is his brother-in-law. But while OU... Sorry. While OUR's donor base shrunk to some extent in 2022, its star in right-wing politics is rising. For years, OUR presented a more or less apolitical face, which began to change when Ballard testified that the U.S. border with Mexico had to be sealed to decrease trafficking, a claim he used the story of Liliana to bolster. Trump went on to repeat some of Ballard's claims. In recent years, Ballard has got involved in controversies not clearly connected to trafficking, like denouncing drag queens. Why would you denounce drag queens? the most harmless gang of people in history, denouncing drag queens performing in front of children and discussing the transgender movement with the right-wing outlet, The Daily Signal. I'm glad somebody's finally dealing with those transgender people. Right. Because they're, they're yeah, a threat yeah. to... I can't tell you how many times a transgender person has beat me up on the streets. Oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> zero. Um, all of this, OUR's move towards right-wing politics is increased... It's increased hype and cash flow, and its positioning as the only thing standing between children and sexual slavery will only be aided by the new film and the credulous coverage it's received. Ballard once dreamed of a web of interconnected businesses and charities, all serving to reflect attention back on him and the truth as he understands it. And today that dream seems closer than ever to becoming reality. That's the problem. It's positioning right-wing Christian stuff as the only thing standing between children and sexual yeah. slavery. And it's just insane. Well, because Hollywood wants this, right? It's, don't you, mm. Did you hear about Pizzagate? Where have you been? I mean, I remember Pizzagate. Yeah. And I don't know why anybody would believe that. It was ludicrous on the face yeah. of it. Uh, so we do have these two more things I want to talk about super quick, One. hopefully. Uh, but the uh, good news, maybe. Tim Ballard. Oh, when did this happen? Recently. July 13th. Uh, yep. Which from now is two days ago, three days ago? Yep, something like From that. when we record. Tim Ballard. Oh, by the way, I like this idea of doing special shows that are um, current. <laughs> You know, instead yeah, of talking yeah. about things from 1960s, like I've been doing. 
<laughs> Tim Ballard has stepped away from Operation Underground Railroad, org says. And the subtitle says, the founder of the controversial anti-trafficking group left before the launch of Sound of Freedom, a surprisingly successful movie about his exploits. And that's the same reporter that, that was involved in the last one. Yeah. Uh, so you I, know what? Know. I mean, Jim Caviezel isn't entirely a bad fit for that guy. I mean, he's definitely shorter, but he's certainly a big lump of a man. Like he's not thin, right. you know, he's, he looks like a, he looks like he works out a lot. I'm trying to see here. If the, so basically, uh, he, he's left, and there's somebody else that's been a CEO uh, since February. Okay. The, there's since some February. speculations. Yeah, there's a couple different okay. speculations. Nobody knows for sure as to why he's left. Um, but he is still, I was looking for the paragraph that says this, but I'm not seeing it right away. So uh, I spent a lot of time. Oh, here it is. Um, Do we read that? Ah. Another person this. who's worked, sorry. There you go. Another person who's I'm reading from the Vice article that's on the screen now. Another person who's worked with the group said that to the best of their knowledge, he was no longer with OUR and was focusing on his work with the Nazarene Fund, a Glenn Beck backed organization that has focused on religious minorities in the Middle East, but has more recently operated in Afghanistan and Ukraine. A third person familiar with OUR fundraising said that they had heard just this week that Ballard had broken with the organization. So I guess it's it's it trickles yeah. through. Hmm. So this organization uh, is also problematic. Uh, the Nazarene Fund. Yes. Uh, well, so I mean, would, would, not, would it not be a worthwhile thing to do to, to get like religious minorities out of Afghanistan? Sure, but they're making some incredible claims that have also. Oh, they're doing the same thing that OUR well, is well, it's doing. Well, it's Glenn Beck. It's Glenn okay. Beck, yeah. It's Glenn Beck. And, yeah. you know, and, I, and confession time, whenever I was a right-wing Christian jackass, Glenn Beck was my personal Jesus. I mean, this was the guy okay. I was tapped into. Okay, so it hurts anytime I hear him speak his voice now because I'm like, oh, so mm -hmm. stupid. Why did I listen to this guy? You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. It just is terrible. But um, well, were, that's fantastic, Seamus, because you have a unique insight into what needs to be done to disabuse people of these notions. Maybe that's no, not maybe boy, because really... you were disabused of these notions. You told you just yeah. said that you yeah. saw Glenn Beck as a positive source of information. Now you don't. Very positive. You've been, dis no, been disabused yeah. of those notions, so now you 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 see how it happens in at least one person. Well, that's, I mean, good my biggest thing was my biggest thing was religion. Once I dropped that, so and I'm not trying to shit on people that if if you you can be religious, but you have to be honest. And it's not the end of everything. I think that's the other thing that. People don't seem to understand. You know what I mean? It oh, yeah, just should, because it's good for it. you it doesn't mean it's good for everybody else. Yeah, just I'm fine with religious people, with by the way. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, if you believe in God or you're a Christian or a Muslim or anything, I'm 100% yeah. fine with that. Just leave me alone. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Hitchens uh, always once said, you can play with your toys. Enjoy you your you toys. Want. Yeah, believe in all the gods you like. Yeah, don't bring your toys and play with my children and tell them they uh, have to play with because I'm not interested. That's yeah. how I feel, too. But, and by the way, if someone is uh, criminalizing Christians or someone is annoying Muslims, I will defend them. Right? I don't give a shit. If someone is hassling Christians, I will say, like they are in North Korea, by the way, and China, I will be pro-Christian in those countries. And I'm uh, anti-Christian here because the Christian are in charge of the bloody thing, right? If someone's trashing Muslims in any European country, I am pro-Muslim. In Muslim countries where they trash atheists, I will be anti-Muslim in those places, right? That's how it works. Sorry, right. people. Like in this country in Ireland, there tends to be a kind of, there's often a kind of a right-wing anti-Muslim thing. So in this country, I will be pro-Muslim. If there's any Muslims, if they want to build a mosque or whatever, I will defend them. I will go down and defend them. 
<laughs> if I was in Saudi Arabia, I would not be doing that, <laughs> right? Because the That's Muslims are in charge, really and they're the ones doing the oppressing. This is this should right. not be like it's not it's not about nuance or anything. It's just about basic common sense. You yeah. can't say like, oh, the Christians are always right or the Christians are always wrong. In China and North Korea, Christians are being oppressed. They definitely are, and you need yeah. to be not you. I would be pro-Christian in a Chinese context in a North Korea context. I will defend those people. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like I'm anti-religion or anything. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's, a it's a human rights issue. It's not, right? It's a human I mean, rights issue, yeah. yes. And if they're not allowed to practice their religion any way they want, and they're not bothering anybody, then they need to be defended. And they're not. They're, it's not just even that. They're being oppressed in North Korea and China. They're being targeted and oppressed and locked up, and that's not right. In China, they're locking up Muslims. We need to be pro-Muslim in China. So one last thing I want to... Oh, sorry, yeah. with this. No, 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 you're fine. Just because uh, I think this is kind of interesting. This says a lot. Um, so these two have such a deep relationship now, Tim and Glenn, right? Uh, it's very, it's, if you ever click on any of the videos where uh, Tim is talking about Glenn, it's very sycophantic. Or Tim and Glenn. It's, it, yes, it's very much how like uh, pro-Trump people talk about Trump and uh, do a lot of this. You think it's okay, borderline sexual? I don't know, but you want mm. to say it, you know. Uh, we might need that buckling after all. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, that corn uh, cob holder, whatever it was. No, it was a strawberry thing. So berry. Anyways, uh, I'm sure you've heard about this guy, uh, but I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce his name, and you're going to be all over me. Bonhoeffer, Hoffer, back in the Nazis. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Bonhoeffer. We talked about him, did we? He was a guy that uh, said no to. The Nazis. Oh the no, Nazis they didn't was punished for it. Yeah, so uh it's B O N H O E F F E R. Bon Heifer, Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer. Yeah. Anyways, so uh Tim and Glenn decided that uh, they needed to be an award for somebody that stands up and do the does the right thing. Right? Oh they didn't tell they didn't call it the Dietrich Bonhoeffer Award, did they? The, the Bonhoeffer Angel oh, Award. Okay. And who do you think received the first award? Please tell me it's not Trump. Oh, Glenn Beck. Oh, Glenn Beck. So, so, the, so the guy that made the award gave it to himself the first fucking year. I mean, that's not a good sign, is it? No! It, uh... If you also have to go on YouTube and, and watch his acceptance speech, it is gold. Like he he's like in shock and he's crying and because that's like if I wanted to join a competition that I saw on the back of a box uh, of cornflakes, right? Yeah. A paragraph on the back of that box of cornflakes will say this competition is not open to any employees of Kellogg's, <laughs> right? Isn't that true? Yeah. Yes, yeah. you will see that on all those competitions. And apparently it's not true for the Bonhoeffer Award. Uh, like who, so next year Tim Ballard will win it, will he? Uh, but the, the other problem with this adventure uh, that, you know, these fuckers are doing, right? Uh, there was like 21 different organizations that OUR claimed that they had, uh, organizations that OUR claimed to, to be working with okay. uh, on sex traffic and all this. And a mm. bulk of them all either said flat out that we never had association or the association was oh. limited. Many even said we don't associate with them anymore including ICAC, which is the International uh, Crimes Against Children. Okay. You know, so these, you know. ICAC, by the way, is an incredibly poor acronym. 
yeah, it's troubling. Anyways, um, so and the other thing is they are taking money away from these organizations that are actually doing good. Yes, these these people are actually on the ground, you know, trying to help kids. Yes. They are losing donations because people it are now giving what it. What the OUR are very good at is raising funds. Yes, and, and not very good they at are doing. Kids. They are doing the the FBI uh, playbook, right? They're this is their thing they're already getting accused of. They're going into these environments. They're like, hey, who's doing sex trafficking? I think everybody should do sex trafficking because I'm here to buy sex trafficking. I'm here to give money yes. for sex trafficking. So they are creating the problem in, in yes. different agencies. That's like places. the to catch a predator thing. They're creating a market. Yes. That's that's yes. that's, that's uh, unconstitutional and it's entrapment. Yes. If you talk somebody into committing it, if you go into any third world country with a bunch of cash and say, I want this thing, somebody will get it for you even if they previously were not doing that right. because third world countries tend to have not a lot of money and they tend to have a, then you whether you like it or not you're creating a, an economy of opportunists and also they're yep. very corrupt so you go into any yeah. third world country and say i need um an elephant by tuesday and if you can get me an elephant by tuesday i'll give you five thousand american dollars somebody will give you an elephant by tuesday and it doesn't matter what you ask for, you will get something. So if you go in and start creating a market, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you could the be thing causing is, more trouble gonna, than you're solving. Yeah, and nobody here is going to care. That's the no. other thing that's important. Nobody you here is You going certainly to haven't care. saved an elephant, I'll put it that way. Yes. Right? You have not saved an elephant by creating a market for illegal elephants. And I'd yes. say you haven't saved any kids if you're creating a market for illegal sex child trafficking. Well, that's the Christian thing, isn't it? They they create problems. They sell you solutions to problems that they have created. Hey, you were going to trash religion, dude. Come on. No, well, <laughs> I can trash religion and defend religious people all at the same time. I know. I'm just being an asshole. They'll say things so. like, oh, your your soul is original sin. You need Jesus to save you. And that is a problem you just created. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a problem I've had before. People are naturally evil. No, they're not. No. No, they're not naturally evil. They're yeah. just people. Sometimes they do good stuff and sometimes they do bad stuff. I don't think they're I don't think anybody is naturally inclined to bad stuff all the time. No, naturally. I mean there's psychosis, but that's a whole other thing. Psychopaths. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Psychopaths yeah. I think are capable of doing nice things every now and again. Yeah. Animal was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He cooked so, for people, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting food. Yeah. Um uh, his dinner yeah, party. So it's, that, that's uh, pretty much all I got for this. Is that all you uh, want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, I, I, again, I'd is there anything else? For, I'm going to check my notes. Yeah, please do. Um, I just, again, would want to Oh, yeah. The, the thing he says that the, yeah. the punchline in this is because God's children are not for sale, right? Yeah. But, he's, yeah. but Jim Caviezel says that in response to somebody who said, why are you doing this? Yes. And to be honest, I don't think that really needs much of an answer. Why, why, am, I, why am I rescuing children who have been sex trafficked? Why, why yeah. am I doing this? So that's not a good thing. It's paced very slowly, and the rest of it is paced very strangely. Um, I've, I've mentioned that already. Somewhere halfway through, it goes completely off the rails. Uh, he's gone from rescuing sex-trafficked kids to infiltrating a, a, a Colombian terrorist outpost running on cocaine money, and it just the whole thing just turns into this weird second half of James Bond movie. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Just a quick... Uh, uh, needed the action. That's all, that was, that's all that was. Mm. 
One of the pedo-busting cops is talking to Jim Caviezel, asking him all these questions, which are just incredibly poorly scripted exposition at the start. And it ends with, it's a messed up world. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is a messed up world. Like, why? why? It's just poorly written, poorly edited. Yeah. But there are, as I said, it's not all bad. There's a good line in it that says, this job, you know, tears you up. And when Caviezel says that, I believed him. So he's not a bad actor or anything, you know. It's it's always yeah, good. I, I liked I liked the supporting uh, actors' performances better than his. Yeah, uh, I mean Mira Savina, they wasted her. I don't know what. Yeah, what she didn't do she, very. She didn't put in no, her performance no. at all. She folded. I think Kurt Fuller was basically yeah. uh, sitting behind a desk in his house for all his scenes. Yeah, I mean it was um, well. It's the Christian idea of what a wife should be: stay at home, you know cook my dinner, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. This very, very uh, just poorly written character. Yeah. So I don't blame her as much as just... No, no, none of this has any depth or texture. None of this movie yeah, has any depth or texture. Terrible. Now, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that uh, people who have sex with children should be humanized or anything. <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm just saying no. that, like, you you, it, you need to have depth and texture. Bill you know? Camp. Otherwise, it's... Bill, Bill Camp. I'm sorry. That's the guy I was thinking of. That's the guy who plays... Uh, Basically, the, the guy that uh, was lied to and ended up having sex with a kid and then goes on. Oh, okay. I thought his character was probably the most more, most interesting and his portrayal yeah. was probably the best. He was he was very good. Yeah, like none of these characters are interesting. His was, but I mean, that's it. They're all right? one-dimensional. One yeah. I mean, there was something there that you could have worked with, too. Yes. Hmm. Uh, but but I mean, if they wanted to make a, a documentary, then they should have done that. And then I wouldn't be able to say this because there's no such thing as a character in a documentary. I can't criticize, you know, plot structure or character development in a documentary unless it's like a Hertzog documentary where he yeah. kind of does that on purpose. You can't, you can't do that. But this is a movie. They specifically said it's a fictionalized version of the stuff that happened. So, like, it's just terrible. Yeah. If you want to help do something about child sex trafficking. You should feel free to do so, but OUR is not the way to do it. There's a bunch Agreed. of organizations. If I were you, uh, what's the is UNESCO, the United Nations Fund? Yes, I believe that's right. Great. I think yeah. it's, no UNICEF. UNICEF. The organization that will help children in all the different countries is called UNICEF. Right? Donate to UNICEF. Um, I yeah, or, or look at your I, local charities. Yes, I have in the past donated to UNICEF myself. So I I I can tell you yes. Donate to UNICEF. They do good things with that money. Oh, and also there's a, a conspiracy that uh, people are trying to keep folks from watching the film. And that's also a bunch of bullshit. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another thing. You sent me that. Uh, <laughs> I have it open here. It says leftist. Now, listen to this. This is what I'm talking about, positioning it as a right-wing issue. Leftist theater staff members are intentionally sabotaging Sound of Freedom movie viewings. This is about the hundredth time people have reported this issue. Anyone who experiences this should document it fully. This is a tweet I'm reading from a guy called Spence. Yeah. Um, uh, CEO, I don't know what that is. Some guy thinks it's a conspiracy, even though there's hundreds of documented cases on video. Same way he says there's no reliable evidence of naked short selling, even though now Blah has identified irregularities. And that's just so much stuff. The point is, there is, as you just said, there is a conspiracy theory that left-wing people are preventing people from watching this movie. Now, it's in, in our case, of course, it's true. We are encouraging people not to watch this movie, and we're left-wing, but yes. not because of not because we can't stand the heat or anything, but because we value yeah. your time. We value your time, 
and we've been talking for one hour and, and so maybe speaking of valuing yeah. your time maybe this is the longest episode. longest episode we've ever done i know i kept talking man yeah. that's okay uh also, actually, there was no, yeah there was no script to this so there was no yeah. way to rattle it in do you want to should i share the tweet of the guy buying tickets and all that nonsense too or not yeah sure okay i'm gonna bring that one give up the people on, what they want on. yeah so and while well, the other thing is for the folks uh listening you'll probably you should gonna help them to, at all is it if we share the tweet well no no because there's audio so they can they should be able to hear it so hey guys do, how are you doing in audio land yeah. you can't see what's going on <laughs> let me sing for you the song of my people by a lonely prison wall oh hang on here we go oh man there's the rotating oh here we go okay ah. ready oh yo what up guys conspiracy happening right now for sound of freedom check this out I try to order a ticket, and there's only one seat left. Watch. All these seats are taken. The only seat left open is right here. See this? Seat on the back. All these are taken. See that? Seat unavailable. The only seat available is the very front row, A5. Let's select that. Now I'm walking to the theater right now. You saw the kiosk, there's only one seat left, right? one seat in the front row who wants to go see a movie with one seat left in the front row no one so here we go let's walk into the theater right now and see what's up Yeah, conspiracy happening right now. Is that Memphis Souls too by kiosk. King Curtis? Maybe. Oh, I'm convinced. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that is evidence, right? Evidence that they sold out. Yes. Right? Now, so what could explain were... it that isn't a conspiracy? Now, in fairness to that guy, he saw that he had one seat left, and when he went uh -huh. into the show, he saw a lot of empty seats. That's fine. That's I get why he was upset by that. Now, calling it a conspiracy implies that there's a bunch of people specifically preventing people from doing this. And he's no evidence of that. All he knows is that all the no. seats were sold out. He only had one left and he went in and there was a bunch of empty seats. So how would you explain that in a more reasonable yeah. fashion than a left-wing conspiracy? I can. I can too, two. but I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, two reasons. Uh, mm. First off is just normal life experience. I mean, I've gone to a lot of Marvel movies and shit that you have to order online ahead of time that are sold out. You show up. And sometimes if you show up early, not everybody's taking their seat until after the previews even. Okay. So he's gone in too early. That's 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 what I'm thinking. Because there's at least a dozen people there. Sure. Right? Yes. Okay. And the other thing is is which we just talked about before that's on the websites, on the trailers. Uh, buy a friend a ticket. Buy there's a that's huge what I thought it was. Yeah. So if you give people something for free, they will be less incentivized to take advantage of that thing. Right. So I bought a ticket for my brother. I said, you should go see this movie. That ticket is booked now. My brother's going to yeah. go, shit. Exactly. Right? 
Right. Yeah. I think that's probably yeah. what happened. Yeah, but I mean, but I don't. I don't blame that guy. I don't blame that guy. That guy is a meathead, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't meathead. blame him. He saw a fully booked up show with one free seat left. He went in, and there was a hell of a lot of free seats. So I don't blame him for acting a bit weird about it. That's fine. He just came to the wrong conclusion. I don't, dude. If you're good I try at to his, see, I try to see the best of everybody. I try to. I try to be charitable his, about everybody. If good at his Twitter feed later, then you'll feel different. Oh, okay, he's a dick, is he? I try to be charitable and I try to look at everybody's point yeah. of view as much as I can. It takes a lot to break me. It takes a lot to snap me. I'm, but if I'm, you do, I'm, then I am working on it full time. <laughs> yeah, I do everything I can to see everybody's point of view and be as charitable as possible in the bullshit people come out with and say, "Look, why on earth would you think this?" But I, I try to like like this guy that we just saw. It seems reasonable that if you see a fully fully booked up show and you go in and there's a load of empty seats, that you would say, "Well, wait a minute." Right now, if this guy turns out to be a right-wing wingnut on his Twitter, as you said, well, then maybe I don't have that context. But yeah, yeah, I'll try and see fair. the best I can in everybody. <laughs> I think that's it's all fair points, though, Barry. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, we let that's people all. go. Do we value their time? Yeah. Right. That's, that is our special episode of the Jib, our timely episode of the Jib, with the release yep. of the Sound of Freedom, which we did not like for two yeah. separate reasons: the style and the content. Yes, <laughs> both in spades. Yes, the fun uh, and the content. Yeah, we'll be here next week. Uh, we will. This is a, in, an inter-episode episode, a special episode. We will be here next. Do you know what we're going to show next? Oh, we don't. It'll yeah. be a CIA. It's a CIA special. Cool. One, I can tell you that. Next week, we uh, will uh, be here with a CIA masterclass in getting it wrong. Getting it wrong. Do you, do you want the title? Do you want to know what it yeah, is? Yeah, please. Acoustic Kitty. Next week, we, our show is called Acoustic Kitty. And you will love it. Yes, it's it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a good one. Thank you for joining uh, us. And the following week, we'll also have another special, right? Uh, oh, the, yes. Sorry, yes. yes. Uh, so, timely, but also yes. <laughs> yes, uh, we watch a CIA training film. Yes, uh, so that'll be on the off week as well. So mm, I think even without our commentary, so. that training film is funny, <laughs> right? So yes, we're going to find yeah, out. So, yeah. we have, yeah. Basically, we have a bunch of episodes that are fun and interesting planned for the next two weeks. Yes. After two weeks, it's boring as fuck, and I would not share <laughs> podcast at all. But the next two are going to be great, I promise. Acoustic <laughs> Katie's great, and the CIA mm. training film one is great. Yeah. All right. Uh, and if you like the show, tell your friends. Link to it on your social media. If you don't like it, please tell everybody you know. I will take hate follows. Thank you very much. And thank awesome. you for joining us tonight. See you all later. <laughs>